Welcome to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast, where you can listen to everything related to the game of golf. Golf tips to help you improve your golf game, entertaining interviews, discussions about the latest in golf equipment, and so much more. Now, here is your host, PGA professional, Steve Goforth. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Go Forth and Golf Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Goforth, PGA professional at Cross Creek Golf Club. I am so very excited to be with you today, bringing you episode number 33, which is the last episode of 2021. This concludes season number two. When you hear my voice again in January, it will be the beginning of a new season, season number three, and I cannot wait to bring that to you. But first and foremost, let's talk about what I'm going to bring to you today in episode number 33. I'm going to talk about playing better in cold weather. Yes, cold weather is upon us. How can we play better in it? I know a lot of people do not enjoy playing in cold weather because, you know, let's face it, it's it's uncomfortable and it's not as fun as it is on a beautiful 75 degree day, but we need to maintain our game. Let's get out there and enjoy the game no matter what the seasons. If you're able to, depending on where you're listening to this, what part of the world you're listening to this podcast, hopefully you're able to get out there in the wintertime. Here in the upstate of South Carolina, we're all year long. We're 12 months out of the year, thankfully, but we do have cold temperatures to deal with. So if that is you and you're able to play 12 months out of the year and you just don't know how to play in cold weather, keep listening because I'm going to give you some really, really good tips on how to make that a little bit more enjoyable when you're out there, and also how to keep your scores lower in those colder elements and not see your handicap go up a little bit higher as you get into the springtime. And then finally, I'm going to talk about setting goals for 2022. What can you do to prepare yourself for next year and to improve your golf game? There's a way to approach it. How can you approach that in order to meet the goals you want to achieve? Obviously, we need to think about several things such as what are your weak areas, what are your strengths, and then how to set the goals to be specific. So I'm going to go into a lot of detail on that that I know will help you as you go into next year and ultimately getting you dropping that handicap, shooting better scores, having more fun. But without goals, it's hard to have progress, and that's why I want you to listen to this. So I'm going to jump right into these topics in episode number 33. So without further ado, let's tee it up. Oh, he got all of that one. Playing in cold weather can be a very big challenge. And some of you out there that are listening, you may be like, hey, listen, I don't play when it's below 50 degrees, or maybe I don't even play when it's below 60 degrees. I, I totally get that. Nothing wrong with that. But some of you diehards out there, like, look, I'm going to play all year long if I'm able to do that. If my golf course is open, I am going out there to play golf And I commend you for that. So those that want to play in cold weather, but you struggle with the elements, I'm going to give you some tips today that are going to help you play better golf in cold weather or at least get out there and enjoy it more when you're out there in those conditions. So get ready to take some notes on how to play better when it's cold outside. All right, tip number one is going to be the obvious. I'm going to get this out of the way right now. Just layer up layer up wear those layers that is an absolute given because it really should probably go without uh, without saying but i'm going to throw it in there and let you know hey it's important because some of you may not think about that when you're heading out the door grab a couple extra jackets just layer up it's a lot easier to layer up and, and reduce those layers or peel those layers away as you're getting warmer 
but there's so much great apparel out there that can really hold in the body heat. And I really suggest you research that. So you can start with a thermal shirt underneath. Uh, maybe you put on a thin uh, pullover on top of that. Maybe you put a jacket on top of that. Of course, you got your beanies, uh, various different types of beanies, gloves, socks. Socks are really important. A lot of people don't think about that. Really, wear two pairs of socks is what I do when it's really cold outside because if your feet are not warm, if they're really cold, that's going to affect your ability to be balanced during the golf swing. So definitely want to suggest you wear multiple socks when you're out there. You can even go so far as to put some of the hand warmers, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit later, between each layer of sock. You don't want to put it against the skin uh, that whole time, but put on a layer of socks, put some uh, hand warmers under, uh, on top of that or outside of that, and then put another extra pair of socks on on top of those. So I have heard several people do that, and it works. And you can't go wrong with the heater in the golf cart. If you're, if you're driving, put the cart cover over your cart with the heater inside, it's nice and toasty in there. So layering up using the uh, cart heater and then the cover on top of the cart, that can really go a long way. My next suggestion is to enjoy a very warm beverage while you're out there on the golf course. At Cross Creek, we have some absolutely wonderful apple cider. Highly suggest you try that if you have not done so already. Some coffee, some hot chocolate, or maybe you want to enjoy an adult beverage. Nothing wrong with that if you're of age, of course. And, of course, make sure you're responsible when doing so. Those things can really help warm up the body and, again, keep you loose so you're not going to tighten up as much. And, again, enjoying your round a little bit better. So enjoy that favorite beverage, whether it's an adult beverage, whether it be a warm beverage. It can really make your round a lot more enjoyable when you're out there in the cold weather. Using a softer golf ball can help you a lot. You're not going to hit the ball as far when it's colder. So having a softer covered golf ball is going to give you a little bit better feel and it's going to produce a little bit more distance for you as well. Keep in mind when you're out there in the cold weather, feel is not going to be your friend during that time. So you need something that will help with that and going with a softer golf ball We'll certainly do that. Also, that softer golf ball may give you a little bit more of a spring effect off that club face, which could help you with some distance as well. So again, play a softer golf ball during cold weather. Clubbing up in cold weather is going to be really important, a really important factor you need to consider here. For example, if you hit your 7 iron at 150 yards, you may need to go with your 6 iron at 150 yards because you're not going to get the distance out of that golf ball that you normally would. Also, something to think about here, your muscles are going to be a little tighter. And when that's the case, you're not going to put that good golf swing on the golf ball like you normally would do when you're loose and you can let the swing flow a little bit better. So really look into that. I would I would suggest going to the driving range and, and really practicing and seeing, hey, is my seven iron carrying 150 yards if it's not go to your six iron see what that's doing so really experiment with your clubs out there on the range during a practice session to give you a feel for the distance you're going to achieve with those clubs during those elements you can also go out for a practice round on the golf course to kind of 
get a feel for that as well. Dropping the ball at 150 yard marker and can really give you a good idea on that distance. So club up in cold weather, it's going to help you out a lot. I want you to go out there with some realistic goals because you're playing in an environment that you're not normally playing in. So that being the case, you're going to be a little uncomfortable physically and also mentally it's going to weigh on you a little bit. So I want you to go out there and be realistic in that if you go out there normally on a good day and you're going to shoot 80, that maybe that 80 turns into an 85. Maybe it turns into a 90, but be realistic on your goals and don't beat yourself up if you go out there and don't achieve your personal best. If you have that mindset going in that this round may not be as good as most because of the elements, you're going to get out there and have a, a lot more enjoyable round of golf than you would going in here thinking, all right, I'm going to go and break par today, or I'm going to break 80, or I'm going to break 90 like I always do. I don't care about the cold weather. Then you're going to set yourself up for a little bit of disappointment. But don't get me wrong on that. I'm not telling you to go out there and set your goals to be less than what you would normally do. So what I'm trying to tell you is be realistic. I'm not telling you to not go out there and try to have your personal best. We're always trying to do that, but just know that you're playing in elements that you're not quite used to, and it may not produce your personal best. And again, if you know that going in, it just makes that round a whole lot more enjoyable for you. Hand warmers can be your best friend in cold temperatures. I mentioned that earlier. You want to keep your hands warm because if your hands aren't warm, you're not going to have feel. And feel is really, really important when it comes to the game of golf, as you know, especially when you're using your wedges or you're using your putter. If your hands are frozen solid, it's hard to feel that club. It's hard to really control your distance response. If you don't have hand warmers, keeping your hands in your pockets or in mittens or gloves as long as you possibly can. I know that some of you may not really like hitting with two gloves on. I get that. I'm the same way. But you can put them on in between shots. Keep your hands in your pocket. Again, just keeping those hands as warm as possible. If you have that heater in the cart like I mentioned earlier or having those hand warmers I'm talking to you about now, that can just really help a lot when it comes to maintaining that feel in your golf shot. So highly consider those hand warmers. It can help you tremendously. Now this next tip may not be desirable by some of you, or it may not even be possible physically by some of you, and I totally get it. But if you're able to walk, get out there and do that because it's really going to help in terms of keeping your blood flowing. It's going to keep your body warmer. We had some golfers out at Cross Creek just this past week. They're dedicated members that get out there and walk almost every week. And I commended them for walking in the elements, uh, the colder elements that day, because it's going to keep them warmer. It's a great opportunity, great time to do that. I know a lot of you are thinking, well, listen, I don't want to be out there in this colder weather any longer than I have to be. I want to have a little bit of reprieve by jumping in the car where my heater is. I understand that too. But try it one time. Go out there and walk the golf course. Even if you tried nine holes, see how that does. You're going to be amazed at how warm you are, not to mention with the layers that you're going to have, like I mentioned earlier. But that blood flow is really good as you're out there walking. You'll be, a sh you'll be shocked at the fact that you're not going to feel as cold as you thought you would. So get out there. Consider walking during the colder elements. You'll be really surprised at how warm you'll be during your round. 
All right, next tip goes back to keeping your hands warm. You want to keep your golf ball warm as well because your golf ball is not going to travel as far in the colder weather. Statistics that are out there, you may lose up to five yards on your distance when your golf ball is colder. It also depends on the air density as well. So keep the ball in your pocket between holes. That can help a lot or just kind of moving it around in your hands uh, in between holes can help as well especially if you have hand warmers on in between in your gloves or maybe you just have the hand warmers and no gloves, putting that golf ball there and just really keeping it warmer will help tremendously. But the golf ball is something that a lot of a lot of golfers don't think about. They don't think about, well, the golf ball is cold. Well, that doesn't matter. It does, actually. And I'd encourage you to go out there and research that. But the warmer you can keep that golf ball, the more distance you're going to get out of the golf ball, and the better performance you're going to get out of that golf ball as well, as far as the compression of it as well. So keep that golf ball warm. It's going to help you during those cold temperatures. All right, the next tip I want to give you is adding loft to your woods. And when it's cold out there, you're not going to get as much carry distance or roll out of your golf shot. So if you add loft to your woods, specifically your driver in this case, not to say you can't do it with your three wood as well, depends on what kind of three wood you have, but most drivers nowadays, if not all, are going to be adjustable. So you can add loft to it. It's going to give you more carry distance. It's going to hit, help you hit that golf ball a lot further, but it's also going to help you hit the ball straighter. If you think about this, if you're struggling with your driver, we tend to go to our three wood, don't we? And the reason why we hit our three wood straighter than our driver is, one, it's a little shorter. Two, it has more loft. And the loft's going to give you a little bit more forgiveness. I also suggest you swing a little easier with the driver. Don't feel like you have to just really bust that golf ball out there into the fairway. Have your tempo a little bit slower just to make sure you can put that solid turn on the golf ball because, as I mentioned earlier, your muscles are a little tighter because it's colder outside. So swing a little easier, add a little loft. It's going to help you a lot in terms of achieving the distance and the straightness out of your drives. The last tip I want to give you is just spend more time on the range warming up before your round. I know some of you don't like to do that, and you hear the old joke, well, I don't want to waste all my good shots on the driving range. But it's going to help you in terms of loosening those muscles up. When you're hitting on the range, start slowly by hitting a few soft wedges, and then kind of gradually move your way up through your set. If you feel like doing it outside, stretch a little bit. Get those muscles really loosened up. Stretch your hamstrings, stretch your arms, stretch your shoulders, stretch your back out. Those things will help a lot as well. But spend time on the range as much as you can. At a worst case scenario, if you just go out there and hit some wedges, that can really help you because all we're trying to do here, all we're trying to achieve is just loosening up those muscles, get them firing, get the blood flowing through the body, Stretching will do that for you as well because we're just trying to warm the body up as much as we possibly can and loosen up those muscles so when you get out there, you're not feeling as stiff or constricted with your golf swing. So in summary, to play better golf in the cold temperatures, enjoy your favorite beverage, set some realistic goals. You want to use a softer golf ball, club up, because we know the golf ball is not going to travel as far. Wear layers. I want you to walk if you're able to, because that's really going to keep your body warm. Use those hand warmers, add more loft to your woods, and then spend more time out there on the driving range trying to loosen up or inside in the clubhouse stretching out to really get those muscles loose. 
Good luck to you in the cold weather. Don't stop playing golf. Don't put those golf clubs on the shelf just because it's cold outside. You can still get out there, enjoy this wonderful game, even if the elements are colder. And again, if you're able to do so in your neck of the woods, because I know some of you, your golf course closes in the wintertime. Totally understandable. There's also options of going out to a driving range or doing a simulator, or maybe you can set up a net inside your garage, whatever it may be. Just keep that golf swing moving during those winter months because it's going to benefit you greatly as you get closer to the spring and summertime. Good luck to you and enjoy the game out there in those colder temps. Doing the bull dance, feeling the flow, working, working it. If you want to take control of your health and feel so much better, I encourage you to check out Pure on Main. They have two locations on Main Street in downtown Greenville across from the Hyatt and another location on Cannon Street in beautiful downtown Greer. Pure on Main provides you with essential services and products allowing you to live a healthier, more fulfilling life. Pure on Main is one of the most exclusive and unique health and wellness centers in the upstate. They've been nominated as one of Greenville's best wellness centers for five consecutive years. Do you want to improve your endurance, increase your mobility in your golf swing, or get rid of joint pains? I can assure you Betsy and her staff are passionate about helping you improve your life. They have stores filled with beneficial items for your body and your soul. They also provide services such as colon hydrotherapy, massage therapy, ionic foot detox, and wellness consulting. Pure on Main is dedicated to helping and serving their community. Please give them a call and let them recommend top-of-the-line products that are results-driven. I get all of my wellness supplements from them, and I feel amazing. Visit their website at pureonmain.com. Again, that's pureonmain.com, where you can purchase their phenomenal products, or you can visit their downtown locations in Greenville and Greer. So what are you waiting for? Start living healthier and pure with the help of Pure On Main. You won't regret it. This is a topic that I have been very, very excited to talk to you about, and that's setting goals. Setting goals is important no matter when you're looking to do it, but specifically here, I wanted to talk to you about setting goals for the upcoming year. A lot of you like to make New Year's resolutions, and this kind of falls right in line with that, but setting goals in anything that you're doing, especially your golf game, is so important. So I thought I would take the time to talk to you about how to set some goals for your game for this upcoming year of 2022 and beyond. Because again, I want to see you improve your golf game and it's going to be almost impossible to do that when you do not have a goal in mind. So get ready to take some notes on how to set goals for the upcoming year. So when setting those goals, I want it to be a SMART goal. You guys have heard of this acronym, SMART. It needs to be specific, it needs to be measurable, it needs to be achievable. You need to be able to record it, and it needs to be time-specific. And I'm going to break that down a little bit more for you as I go through this. Let's start with a specific goal. So I don't want you just going into the year saying, well, I'm going to get better. You need to be specific on that. And that could be, I want to lower my handicap from a 20 down to a 15, or I want to break 90 five times during the year. So the more specific you can get on that goal, the better chance you have of achieving it. The challenge that a lot of golfers have out there in setting their goals is that their goals are too broad. And again, they're just not specific enough. So I want you to get as specific as you possibly can on that. And you can use your handicap for that if you want to, or it could be a score, 
Or you could say, I'm going to be specific and then I'm going to drop my putts on average from 36 putts to 30 putts. Whatever it is, just get as specific as you can possibly get. And that's going to help you achieve that goal a whole lot easier. All right, next, I want you to make it measurable. So going back to the handicap, like I said, you can measure that handicap number a lot easier. If you can keep those goals in the form of quantities, it'll help you measure them a lot better. Another example of that, say you've only hit on average five fairways out of a possible typical 14 on a golf course because you have four par threes out there. So I want to hit 10 fairways or I want to have four up and downs around the green, up on the green, down in one. So make those goals measurable as, as, as much as you can. It also applies to your practice sessions. I'll give you a good example on that. When I'm doing a chipping lesson with someone, a lot of times I'll tell them to create an area that they're chipping to. And that area could be three feet in length. It could be five feet, six feet, eight feet, whatever it may be. And then try to get golf balls to stop inside that area. And you can use tees to create that area if you need to. And then if you're chipping 10 golf balls, count how many that stop rolling inside of your zone that you've created with those tees. So if you're up there chipping and you only get five balls to stop within your zone, then try to make your next practice session with your chips six and then seven. And then you just kind of work your way up from there. But the more measurable you can make that goal, the better you can see whether you're progressing or staying the same or getting worse. Going back to that chipping game, if you are roughly averaging you know, five to six chip shots that stop within your zone and you're doing this for two or three weeks and you're still achieving the same score, then you know that there is work to be done or maybe your technique needs to be looked at uh, through a golf lesson or, or whatever the case may be. So the more measurable you can make it, the better you can see whether you're staying the same, getting better, or getting worse. So the next one is achievable. Make sure your goal is achievable. Make sure that it is a realistic goal that you know you can achieve in order to keep you progressing forward. What I mean by that is if you're right now currently barely breaking 100, I don't think it's an achievable goal to say that you're going to be breaking 70 in six months. So Make sure that you are setting a goal that you know you can have a good chance of achieving. Let me give you an example of that. If you're out there and you make 36 putts in a round, it's pretty good. There's a pretty good chance that an achievable goal for you would be to drop that from 36 to 34. And then once you hit 34, make it 32. Goes back to what Tiger's dad used to do for him as a kid. He would set his own personal par. And I suggest this to a lot of junior golfers and their parents. If par is four, maybe make par eight because that's the achievable goal on that hole. And if it's a par five, it's a 10. If it's a par three, it's a six. And then once those goals are being achieved, then you kind of change it from there. Maybe you take that par four, uh, par being an eight, and you drop it down to a seven or you drop it down to a six. So just making those goals achievable will really do a lot for your confidence. And that's the kind of the whole point of that. You don't want to set a goal that's not realistically achievable because it's going to frustrate you and you're most likely to give up on your goal because you just don't see a chance of you reaching it. So we have to be realistic with ourselves. And that can be a hard thing to do sometimes because we want it right now or we wanted it yesterday, didn't we? 
So you got to make sure you're honest with yourself on that. And it's okay if that goal may not be what your playing partners are are achieving right now. It doesn't matter about them. What matters is you and you obtaining the goal that you can do at that point in time. So again, make those goals achievable. That's really going to help you in the long run of achieving your goals overall. All right, next, I want you to record your goals. So we've all heard about how important it is to physically write down your goals. And there's a lot of truth to that. I have done it and it works. When you see it on paper and you go back and you read it over and over and over again, it's just a good reminder for you. So it's like making it real when you do that. So it's important that you track your progress also by writing it down. If you go out and you had, I'm going to use a putt for example again, you had 36 putts on a round that took place on January 5th. And then you go out and you play on January 10th and you had 35 putts. And you go out and play on February 1st and you had 34 putts. So writing these things down can just kind of really help you see where you are in your game and where you are with your goal. It's also also going to allow you to evaluate your progress, which... A lot of times we fail at doing this uh, and it just kind of falls through the cracks on us. So it's just important that we evaluate where we are at all times with our particular goals. Now, how often you evaluate it is really going to depend on what your goals may be and then how much you're playing or how much you're working on your golf game. But you need to make sure you write it down. So before the year starts, write down every goal that you have. And again, you can be as simple as dropping your handicap from 20 to 15, or it could be, like I said earlier, you want to break 100, you want to break 90, you want to break 80, you want to break 70, or it can get really deep and dive into particular parts of the game of how many greens and regulation you're going to hit on average, or how many fairways, how many putts, how many times you're going to avoid OB, how many times you're going to get up and down from around the green, how many times you're going to beat your playing partner that you play with every week. Whatever it is, record it because it's really going to hold you accountable and make it a lot easier to achieve that goal. The next thing I want you to think about is being time specific. It's really, really important part of setting goals and having a due date. And so you're kind of putting a little bit more sense of urgency on your goal when you've got a date you want to achieve it by. For example, if you want to break 90 and you're right there on the cusp, say, all right, I'm going to break 90 before this particular date, or I'm going to get myself in better physical condition so I can get more distance out of my drives by this date. Or maybe you want to have your handicap at a certain point by another specific date. So the self-imposed date is going to help you stay focused towards that goal. Maybe it's a particular golf tournament you know you're going to play in on a date later in the year. You want to make sure you get to these specific goals before that particular tournament date. It could be your club championship, member guest, whatever it may be. Having that date in mind and and writing it down, circling it on a calendar, it tells you, hey, I've got to get my game in shape before this point. I have a lot of high school students right now that are coming to me and interested in golf lessons because they know that golf season getting ready to start or tryouts are going to start in February. And so that's a specific date in mind. They want to get their game in shape before tryouts start. So get real time specific on those goals 
to, again, to help you achieve what it is you're trying to do because that time stamp will keep you focused and determined to get there. So in summary, in the SMART goals, you're going to be specific. You're going to make sure it's measurable. You want to make sure it's achievable. You want to record it, and you want to make sure it's time-specific. Before I let you go, I want to kind of give you some examples of some goals that maybe it can help you. I want you to obviously sit down and make your own goals, but maybe some of these ideas can help spawn some ideas for you, or maybe it's something you could probably achieve or need to achieve. One of those would be to possibly finish a round with no three-putts. Maybe you've had a lot of three-putts plague you around. Make it a goal to finish around without it. Another one would be, hey, I want to make three birdies in 18 holes. If a birdie is unrealistic for you right now, maybe it's one birdie. So kind of determine what your level of game is and how often a birdie may make its presence in your golf game and then kind of decide how many of those per round you want to try to make. Another one would be to make 10 three-foot putts in a row. Three-foot putts are really important, but sometimes they're overlooked or taken for granted. So try to make 10 in a row out there on the putting green, really help build the confidence if those three to five footers, I'm going to throw in five feet there too, can plague you a little bit there on the golf course. Another goal would be to improving your on-course strategy. You can book a lesson with me and we can go out there and try to work on being more conscientious of how you're playing on that golf course and how you're using your strategies and how you're formulating strategies and just becoming better at course management out there. Another really important one I wanted to mention to you is learning your yardages for every golf club. That's something I've run into so many times with students is I'll ask them, how far do you hit your seven iron? And there's a huge broad range there of distance. Really try to narrow that down the best you can. The more confident you are in how far you're hitting a particular club in your hand, the more likely you're going to put a really good golf swing over that golf ball. So really narrow down those yardages, get them as specific as you possibly can, like these players on tour do, because that will help you with confidence more than you can possibly imagine. And then, of course, there's your basic uh, milestone of you know, breaking a certain score, breaking 70, breaking 80, breaking 90, breaking 100. It's a really good goal to have out there. And, again, it just makes it measurable. And, and again, be realistic in how you can achieve that. And don't say, hey, I'm breaking 100 now and I'm going to break 70, like I said earlier, by the end of the year in six months. Again, make that goal achievable. But just having that milestone that you're trying to achieve can really help a lot. So I want to give you some examples there of how to set some goals that can hopefully assist you when trying to set the SMART goals that I mentioned earlier. Again, being specific, measurable, achievable, recorded, and time-specific. I cannot express that enough to you of how important it is to set those SMART goals going into 2022 because when you do it that way and you use that format, you're going to have a really, really good chance of achieving those goals that you're setting out to do. The other thing I want you to take from this is I want you to just figure out what motivates you, okay? It can be an external motivation. It can be an internal motivation. An example of an external motivation would be winning a particular tournament or having a lower handicap or winning particular prize money. Maybe it's looking good out there on the golf course or winning a particular award from your club. So those external goals can really motivate you. An example of an internal goal would be to having a little bit more integrity or good character on the golf course or 
improving your work ethic, which I hope this setting goals will do for you, building your confidence or being calm under pressure. So internal goals and external goals are really important to help motivate you towards your end result or your end goal that you're trying to achieve here. And another important thing I want you to consider here, and I I really stress this a lot with my students when it comes to their golf game, is I want you to visualize the outcome and I want you to visualize the process it's going to take to get there. Because when your mind can see it, it becomes more realistic. If you're over a putt and you see yourself making the putt, chances are you're going to put a good putting stroke or a better putting stroke on that golf ball in order for that to happen. As opposed to if you're staying over a golf ball and you're visualizing a three putt or you're visualizing a missed three footer because you're nervous, chances are you're going to do that. If you get out there and you visualize a shot going down the middle of the fairway, that's way better than visualizing the shot slice out of bounds. Visualization is so, so important, not just in golf, but in so many other sports. A lot of professional athletes use visualization when they're actually performing their sport or beforehand. And that's kind of what I'm talking to you about here is visualize your outcome before it happens. And I want you to visualize that process of doing it. Maybe when you set those smart goals for yourself, then you'll have a better chance of visualizing that process because you've already mapped it out for yourself. Good luck to you. I I want you to achieve your goals for 2022. I want you to play more golf. I want you to have more fun. I want you to play the best that you've ever played in your life. So it starts by setting those goals for the year. Make them smart goals. And I promise you, you will see a positive difference in your game. Good luck to you. If you have any questions, please feel free to come up and talk to me at Cross Creek if you're out there. Would love for you to be a member. If you're not a member of the club, please reach out to me on that as well. Give me a call, shoot me an email, look me up on social media. I'm always accessible to you. Any way I can help you with your goals, that's what I'm here for. Good luck and get out there and achieve those goals for 2022. This can't talk is ain't about hitting some little white ball in some yonder hole. It's about inner demons, self-doubt, human frailty, and overcoming all that crap. Congratulations on completing episode number 33. Thank you, as always, for taking time out of your day to push the play button and listen to my podcast. I tremendously appreciate it. As always, I encourage you to go out there and spread the word about the podcast. Tell people that you know that loves the game of golf as much as we do. I want to be able to reach as many people as I can, help them with their golf game, grow this wonderful game of golf, and just affect people's lives in the most positive way I possibly can. So thank you so much. If you share this episode on social media, tag me in it. Doing so is going to put you into a drawing for a free dozen tailor-made golf balls, so you don't want to miss out on that opportunity. If you think I deserve it, go out on the Apple platform if that's where you're listening. Give me that five-star rating. That helps me out a lot. Just puts more eyeballs and ears on the Go Forth and Golf podcast. And if you feel like I deserve it, give me a good review. I would really, really appreciate that. Season three will drop on January 5th. Cannot wait to start another season with you and bring you even more content next year. I hope all of you have a wonderful holiday season. Have a happy new year, and I cannot wait to be a part of your life in the coming year, helping you improve your game and bringing more enjoyment to the game for you. Until the next episode, I hope you hit your drives long and straight. I hope you hit more greens in regulation, drain more putts, and again, above all else, get out there and have a good time. Don't forget to do something nice for somebody today. It's going to make you feel really, really good. 
And remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game. You've been listening to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to receive alerts on new episodes. For more information, please follow us on social media at Go Forth Golf Instruction or visit our website at GoForthGolfInstruction.com. Remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game.